boy did i cook up a treat for you guys today on the action only podcast see one of the things i learned when we take action in our lives sometimes our personal relationships suffer i decided you know what i'm not gonna let that happen this is the episode you must watch i talked to daryl and fashay holly they have been married for almost 22 years now and this woman still calls her husband her boyfriend i had to get to the bottom of what did they figure out to help make their relationship work because while i'm taking action in these other areas of my life sometimes there's things that i miss in my marriage but this podcast episode isn't just for married people it's for people in relationships also because we talk about how social media can mess things up we talk about how how to lovingly argue because that's something man i don't know about y'all that's something we mess up sometimes but anyway we're gonna jump right into this episode and i even did something different we threw a game in the middle of the episode i asked them questions to figure out you know if they really real do they really know each other like they act like they do we find out in this game see who won there's four questions but this you can't miss this podcast and it's coming out i mean here you are the day before valentine's day this is gonna make you want to love that person a little bit more if you can just take one or two points from this pod podcast episode and apply it to your life you'd be so much better for it all right i am happy that you guys are both here daryl and fashay and we are going to talk about i think an important subject um marriage i've been uh following you guys or following shay online for quite some time and i love the things that she shows about you guys' marriage and the just the different posts just like man she still calls you boyfriend so i'm like <laughs> how does you know i need to hear more <laughs> about this so i really want to like jump right in and i want to know from you guys um what is the most important factor to having a successful and i put happy marriage but can you really be happy all the time so that's my i point. would say yeah, I, I would say mo most of the time yes okay i think when you have a great communication um i don't even want to say it like necessarily like a plan but when you communicate effectively Yes, it, it equates to a great, happy marriage because on both ends is you reciprocate one another. You want each other to be happy. If you, hey, if I feel a certain way about something, I say it. She definitely tells me if she feels a certain way. And so <laughs> and so we we work together uh, to come to a resolution and then, you know, we move on from there. We never we never stay stagnant with a situation it's like all right it happened we get over that hump we we keep it moving you know and i think that's for me that's one of the things that makes it work that makes us happy mm -hmm. okay yeah yeah i would agree i think um just to piggyback on what he was saying um <clears throat> it's really a part of the effect of communication is really being considerate of the other person so i think Sometimes we try to make relationships very complex and say the five things and this and that. I mean, there are various aspects, 
as you journey through a relationship, but ultimately it fundamental or foundation wise in order to communicate effectively or even pursue um, or understand your own happiness to be able to share that with the other person or really understand what makes them happy or joyful or mad or whatever the case may be before you can even get or as a, as you're trying to understand that through communication, you have to consider the other person. So even I love my one of my favorite songs is um, um, One Love, right? And so it, it, in the uh, in the song, it says that two people can share a common bond and respect each other, even outside of each other's uh, company. Right. Mm -hmm. Because that does. But you can only do that if you're considering the other person. So if I'm working late and we've already talked about, Shay, just let me know when you're on your way home because I want to make sure you're safe or whatever. Or I say that to him, especially if it's a different place that we're in. Um, if he's traveling or I'm traveling. I have to I have to consider, oh, he asked me to do that. Right. Mm -hmm. I could just say, well, I'm grown, <laughs> but. But the thing is, we're working together. So I want to consider how my actions impact him. And so I think that that is important when it comes to communication, even because I am um, I'm an extrovert. He's an introvert. I have to consider that he processes where I speak to think. Right. So we I can speak, speak, speak. And I'm listening and working out things. Well, he needs to process, leave it alone. And keep it going. But I'm like, can can we talk about this right now? Let's get it done, you know. But I have to really think about how he receives information and processes, not how I like to deliver it. But that's about consideration. Mm. Um, oh, so I think that that is huge. And that's a piece that we don't talk about when it comes to communication. We talk about, oh, you need to be an effective communicator. But you can only do that to the extent of the knowledge you have and the insight. And if you don't have any insight, how do you consider the person? Mm, yeah. So it's, so essentially what you're saying is it, to be able to consider the person, you pretty much have to have observed the person and kind of understand what that person needs. And you can only do that from a space of, you know, just having your eyes open and kind of be like your mouth closed so you can see those different things without necessarily having to be told them all the time. Is that kind of what you're saying yes so it's and it's using all your senses you have mm -hmm. to see you have to listen you have to then um it, it really pick up the different a uh, body language and all different and like you said you do that through observation if you observe something and you consider it understand you're thinking about it from your own perspective still so sometimes your narrative is incorrect too right so you have to consider let me ask my husband is that what he meant right before i respond or so it's really consideration is huge in the communication process. Like you said, you were spot on. Communication is through observation. So through your eyes, through your ears, and then verbalizing. But at the same time, you then have to understand that you are receiving and how is that registering with you and your and what narrative is it creating? Because it may or may not be accurate. So that's why you then have to communicate to make sure you level set, make sure we're on the same page. Did I did I receive that right before I before I share my response? 
and when I share my response, I want to consider what's happening from my perspective, but also consider your perspective. And then I'm going to respond. We don't always get it right. Right. But we had to learn. Well, we we took premarital counseling um, when we got married in 2001. And we talked about the five things that made or make or break a marriage. And it was communication, religion, kids, finance, and intimacy. But all of those still, we can converse. But if we don't consider the other person's perspective, experience, desires, then it doesn't matter. We're we just talking. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. And I, I think uh, you said something that reminded me of something I heard from uh, T.D. Jakes. He said that, uh, when his wife... Uh, ask him something instead of him getting mad he'll say well, well what do you mean by that and then give her the chance to say exactly what she means by that before um you know he takes mm -hmm. it Just however he does it. Yeah, yeah. yeah yeah so i gotta i gotta work on that i'm not there yet so, <laughs> so well, i'm I working think on that one that's the thing i think we all have to work on it at, in different places because you think you have it in one place and then something else comes up and you're like, oh. Mm, mm. No, I don't think so. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. All right, that's, that's I like that. Okay, so what we're going to do, and, you know, the more I listen to you too, I kind of I kind of have a feeling you guys are going to, like, tie at the end of this, which is... Oh, first of all, I'm competitive. I yeah. don't know. Uh, <laughs> but I feel like you guys... Nice. <laughs> and I feel like you guys might actually really, really know each other really well. So uh, we're going to see. But uh, I'm going to uh, hoping we're, we're going to see. So we got a total of five points. And at the end of each one of these questions, so now would be time for our game show's first question. And the first question was for both of you, but I'm going to start with you, Daryl. Right. And you're going to write down on the piece of paper. Can you please tell me what is your spouse's most prized possession? <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Um, write down what you think. You have to write then, it down, uh, right? I yeah. know. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then, Fache, go ahead. You're going you're gonna, to say Oh, write it down, too. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 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 I'll give you guys a chance to uh, hmm. think about your answers. Oh, geez. Yeah. Most prized possession. That's interesting. Yeah. You know, right, I, I was going to start you guys off easy, but I was like, nah, I got to give these guys. <laughs> oh. <laughs> if, if we have time, if, if we have time later, I'll have to share with you on our 10 year anniversary. We went on a cruise that took couples with us uh -huh. and they called us up for a game show. And, and let's just say it was real shaky on that stage. <laughs> 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 all right daryl are you ready yes okay what is Pache's most prized possession the first thing that came to my mind i would say her bible okay all right and Pache, what is your most prized possession he's right all right one point for daryl. well hold on can i say it's a tie can I say, can I say it's a tie? Because it's really, it really is my fam, my, 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 my word mm -hmm. and my family. Okay. That's, we'll take that. And you know what? Okay. For the next question, you got to write down your answer too. So there is, oh, okay. Okay. Be whatever. Okay. 
Yeah. No, 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 your no, no, answer, no. What, no. what your personal. Oh, what's your? Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. that way, we're going with whatever you wrote on that paper. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> All right. Boucher, what is Daryl's most prized possession? Me. His family is what I put. Okay, his family okay. And his family. Daryl, how can you really say no to that? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> but, but I'm just about some material. I mean, I wasn't, though. I wasn't thinking anything material, you know. Okay. So I was, it was, it was family overall. Okay. Uh, specifically, children. You know. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All, right. Kids, so. <laughs> All right. So we give you guys one one. <laughs> but on the next question, remember, you guys are going to be writing down your answer first. Okay. Okay. All right. So you guys kind of talked about it already, but I want to see if you can give us a little bit more insight. So how do you guys? You know, you've been married 22 years. And like I said, you kind of talked about it, but see if you can give me a little more insight. How do you guys handle conflicts and, um, yeah, conflicts in a marriage? You, you, you've you been married such a long time. Conflicts are going to come up from, you know, every now and again. How do you guys, is there a particular strategy you guys always go to? Or is it, you know, how do you guys handle that? Again, I believe it's communication and talking about what, I want and what she wants and then finding a middle ground and see if we can find a little of both of those things. Um, I think that's the biggest thing because, you know, they say um, happy, happy wife, happy life. And then nowadays you hear happy spouse, happy house, because you want everyone to be happy. You know, no one is, no one should come up, get the short straw. And so I think that's the biggest thing is finding a little relief of both, um, you know, especially when it comes to finances or traveling or do, you know, just doing various things. You're like, uh, that sounds fine, but we have to take care of this. Oh, I know you want to do this, but we should look at this first. And so, okay, let's look at everything on the table. Where can we find a middle ground where we're like, mm, all right, that'll work. So yeah, that's what I think. And I, I, I agree with him. I think that, and this is just something that I have come to a conclusion in my life as a person, I don't see conflict as a negative. I see conflict as an experience, right? So conflict is neither good or bad. It's just two opposing views is how we experience that, that then determines whether or not we, that confliction actually, um, we, we, we journeyed on the same path or we diverted. Right. And so um, so in addition to, like I said, what he said, of course, we talk through it. And again, we try to consider the different perspectives. Sometimes we disagree agreeably, meaning that uh, nobody's mind is going to be changed about this particular topic. However, here's the uh, uh, direction we have we have agreed upon to go you know, in the direction that we've agreed to go in. And so um, I think that is huge because we don't ever want to give the perspective that you always agree, right? Conflict then means that you have to con- you have to agree at the end. You may just concede. You may say, all right, so this is what's going to happen. It may be a negotiation. It may be a variety of different things, but it, it comes with really uh, acknowledging what the situation is and figuring out 
what your perspective is, his, like you said already. And then I think the biggest thing about anything that, um, any conflict or any situation that may have two opposing views is don't let it age, right? Because then you have passive aggressiveness and then you don't know what you're dealing with. You don't know what the conflict is because you've now allowed it to go and you don't know what the root was, right? Or you you decided to, you know what the root is, but you don't think it's big enough to talk about. So you wait for something bigger and you cause something bigger. <laughs> so yeah, you're like, well, wait until next time, right? <laughs> we'll, we'll deal with this, but it really is just the perspective that problems don't age well. It just, that is what it is. So if it, if it's aging, then you probably are going to push it aside because either you feel like, oh, I don't want to bother her or I don't want to bother him or I don't want to seem like this or that. But if it, for me personally, if it is something that I ponder for 24 hours, I don't care how small it is or how big it is or whatever, how uncomfortable it may make us. If it really is on me, then I'm going to talk to him about it because as a woman, we will come up with a million narratives after that time period. And he, he doesn't, I don't want him to have to fight those narratives that ha have not even been validated. And they will impact my engagement and interaction with him if I don't really do that. And I think a lot of women, if we're honest, <clears throat> we do that a lot and we don't address it. And then it creates narratives. And then we don't even know why we're fighting or why we have conflict because really we've created that fire, but it was about something that happened two months ago that we had a feeling about and we've been passive aggressive or we suppressed it. Mm. I think men do it too. Just wanted to put that out there too. Yes, I I, I definitely think both do. Um, but I like that, uh, you know, if you know it's been on your mind for the more than 24 hours, then, you know, big or small, like you say, you just got to get it out there so that it doesn't that whole what is it molehill and turns into a mountain yeah mm -hmm. type thing yeah so I, I i love that and that's a um really good um insight because you you've given it some time so sometimes we get these feelings and then we're just like okay this is how i feel but you're saying hey no i thought i, I really had this feeling for almost 24 hours so this isn't just gonna just go away on its own sometimes it we will realize, okay, I'm just tripping and it goes away. Mm -hmm. But yeah, but you, you've kind of got like a stress test that you run it to um, run it through almost. Right. So I, I, and, yeah. and then you have to really ask yourself, am I not addressing it because of something? Because I have, I I'm uncomfortable. I'm uncomfortable. Or am I not addressing it because I think it may create something in that person. And so sometimes it's like, what really is stopping you from addressing it? And then you have to go from there. Cause sometimes we, it's, it's really us and not the person, but we'll put it on the person. Well, he's, he's busy. He just came home. He, this, he's that, but really, I just don't want to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You know? Yeah. 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 That is, that is good. And, you know, I, I like what you said, Daryl, about the, um, uh, that saying, you know, the happy house, happy, 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 spouse, happy, happy house. Yes. Yeah. It, uh, yeah. I like that. Um, I used to hate <laughs> the happy wife, happy life. It's, it's just so it, 
just makes me cringe it's, every it's time so I hear because that it seems very one sided. Yeah, but you know, yeah. guys, hey, we want to we want to be happy too. You know, right? We, we want right. to come home to like some, you know, a big hug and and yeah. hey, how was your day? This that and the other. It's not about just just like 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 weddings, right? Weddings are always viewed for something for the woman to show off. Because you know, as a guy, I mean, we can live in a in a box of cardboard and and be and be happy, <laughs> right? You know, right. but it, it's more of a show off to for everyone, but the. The marriage, the marriage is more personal. The marriage is about the two of you because after everyone leaves, it's going to be you two. And that's what it, that's what the lasting of the love and all that is based on. It's not for everybody else to see. And so, guys, we we want to be happy too, you know. So it's like, hey, let's 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 find a uh, a common ground for both parties. Oh, I got I I just came up with something. Happy man, happy clan. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, I cracked myself up. Boy, yeah, I am the biggest goofball, but I'll come up with something. There you go. You got that one. I couldn't come up with something with husband. I, I we we appreciate your efforts. Yeah, I know, right? That's my confidence. <laughs> All right. And with that, we're gonna go to game show question number okay. two. All right. All right. Okay, so for Shay, what is Daryl's favorite snack? <laughs> and Daryl, you know the uh Yeah. All right. Shay, what is Daryl's favorite snack? Specifically, grandma cookies and Starbucks cappuccino. But he'll take any cookies too, but that's that's what I put for him. Yeah. Okay. That's correct. You got it right. It's the gra it's the grandma vanilla cookies. So I put vanilla cookies, but that's what okay. it is. Okay. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So two points for Fache. Daryl, what do you have? What is Fache's so, favorite snack? So her favorite snack, she has a, a nickname for it. She calls them vitamins. <laughs> They're not vitamins. <laughs> the sour sour patch kids. Uh, specifically the blue ones. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Good <laughs> job. That's it. Good job. So last night we went out and she's like, oh, can we stop giving me some vitamins? But I got some in my throat. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, why were we went to his grandmother's his grandmother's what 86 or 87th so birthday? Yeah. And yeah. I was calling them vitamins. And so the older people are like, oh, what kind of vitamins? I said, you want to try some? Yeah. <laughs> and Sour Patch Kids. And they're like, oh, these taste good. They're vitamins. I said, no, let me stop lying. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. That is funny. All right. You guys are two, two. I, I see. I told you, man. I think you guys are going to tie. I'm going to really have to give you guys a, a really, really good one. See, yeah, 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 yeah. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna see. Okay. So one of the things we, I think is always interesting as married people, we have these, um, we have hopes and dreams for our own lives. And then we also have um, dreams and things for our family. So how do you guys manage the response? I mean, how do you guys manage, you know, wanting these things for yourself in life? But then also wanting to these things for your family. So how do you guys manage bringing, you know, making time to 
for both of these things and still giving that energy to your marriage that it needs. I hope that I, I said that clearly enough. I can re-say it if that doesn't make sense. No, no, I think I think that's a, that's a good question. Um, and as far as like a straight, I don't think I have like just a straight answer. It's just is as you get older, you have children. Yes, a lot of them. <laughs> think of Father Abraham. That's kind of like me. <laughs> I got. Uh, I, I always I always think of it as when children start to play sports, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They, they keep the sport very basic just so they can comprehend what the rules are. Mm -hmm. And then as they get older, it starts to get more complex. Like you start to know your own position instead of just being on the field, running around, trying to catch the ball or do whatever. I think as you get older and you start to have children, you still have your thing that you want to work on and do you, you do work on, but the main priority becomes your children. It is your spouse. You want to make sure... Everybody is good, but you should never forget that thing that brings you joy. Maybe you think of it as a hobby. Nowadays, they call them more side hustles or whatever that may be. You still work on that. And then if your child just so happens to love that thing, maybe you can live through your child vicariously if, that, if that's something that they can do that you've never done. <clears throat> and so I think you just in those little things, you just have to find joy in it. If, if that you know if that makes mm -hmm. sense but it's just like I said as you as the children get older you mature in your marriage um hey when you get older or you you know you like I said mature in the marriage you start getting a little bit more money okay so now maybe I can put this to the side maybe I can start getting that dream classic car I wanted or whatever that may be whatever that idea or that goal that you want to shoot for you can start doing it at a time because you tend to Put the things that not not necessary to the to the back burner. Uh, some things are bigger than others. Maybe you you like to collect watches, and of course, when you're younger and you start getting a family, you understand what the priority is. And you're like, ah, I can wait for the watches, or I can wait for this. Uh, but always keep that in your mind, um, and you you always go back to it. That's mm -hmm. how I, that's how I see it. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. And even when you were speaking, I I kind of just. In, in summary, because my brain works in compartments and uh, categories oftentimes. And so I really would categorize what he said from a selfish or selfish or selfless, right? And not selfish from a perspective, a negative perspective, but like I or self-care, maybe that's a better way. <clears throat> There's self things that I want to do, right? And so, and, um, and again, they are just as important as the unit because um, we can only we can we're we're much um, happier and, and joyful when, of course, I'm bringing that energy or he's bringing that energy into the family as well. But there is also a balance of self care and and selflessness, mm -hmm. right? And so um, you the key word that I think you called out was prioritize. Right. Because I think in the culture today and even when we got married, we both came from taking care of ourselves, Right. So when we came together as a unit, you I can't just think about fashion. He can't just think about Daryl. He has to think about, OK, yes, I can consider myself. But what does this mean to us as a unit? 
So at some point, it's about decisions. You have to choose. It's and that's what life is. There's still it's just two, two, right? You either go to the left or to the right. There's sky, there's the ground. You know, there's uh you have to choose. And when moments come up, you have to say, what is my priority? And if you prioritize any point in time, once you start having a spouse, whether you have kids or not, or if you have a spouse and kids, you have to understand that that decision, you have to make a decision of what you're going to prioritize and how are you going to feel about that decision. And the great thing about life, I think, as you journey is if you make a decision that doesn't serve the unit well, you can change it, right? So you don't have to continue going on that path because there are some people, like I said, today's time where you choose yourself. And if we're honest, sometimes some of the conflict or arguments and issues come because I chose myself or he chose himself over the other spouse or the person or the family. And that's, it created a problem. And so it's like, okay, well, I didn't mean to do that, or that wasn't my intention, but I need to self, I need to have some self-care. So then you have to have that conversation and figure out, well, now I prioritize my self-care, but it's conflicting with our family priority. How do I work that out? And so I think you, you hit the nail when you first started. It's not like a straightforward answer. It is really, is multifaceted because you have to consider yourself and consider the family unit. And at what point in time, um, well, in each instance, you have to decide. And sometimes when you're new, you may choose the wrong thing. (laughs) Sometimes, um, and and the wrong thing may, uh, to the world may, the the world or people may say, well, how how, how is it wrong that you chose yourself? Well, if it was better for me to choose the family unit and I chose myself, then that's when it's wrong, right? But there are some instances where I have to choose myself, mental or emotional health wise for the family unit, right? So there, and no one can tell you what what that is or carve that out. It's just, like I said, multifaceted and <clears throat> you have to really have um, some insight, have conversations about it, and in different instances, different stages in your marriage and relationship to to really explore what it looks like. Because again, um, we've gone back and talked about where I know I've made very self-centered decisions and he's made self-centered decisions. It impacted both of us and created a situation. But then because you keep living, you don't have to, you, you have an opportunity to talk about it and say, all right, well, how do I rectify it? How do I solution this? And then how do I not repeat it over and over again, right? And so some of the times I think we struggle with that in this culture because it's like, oh, do you, do you, what makes you happy? What, what, don't you want me to be happy? Uh, Not in my expense. (laughs) So what what are we talking about? (laughs) And so that will, and I think that's why you don't have a lot of commitment right now. Because just in case you don't make me happy, I need to keep my options open. You see, you see, um, instead of we're together and sometimes it's not about me. And we struggle as a people to, to operate in spaces where it's not about us because people are telling us, telling us all the time it should be about us. Yeah, yeah. I think that's very interesting. Um, 
on a on a few points because like you said we do have this thing where we this i think the word when people use the word self-love it is they're taking it as though it means above some people are applying it like it means above all else without any uh mm -hmm. consideration yeah right. for how it may affect someone else or what that even looks like <laughs> or you just you can just brand that under anything and consider yourself love well if this makes me feel good and you know it's not good for you but it's what i needed for my self-love and right. i think we're abusing the word and it's an understanding of how it should be used especially in a situation in relationships marriages and different things like that so i do you know we do have that issue and then we have this thing where yeah like you said just in case you don't make me happy I'm gonna make <laughs> sure I have my options um mm -hmm. and with social media that has made it a lot easier to see mm -hmm. what your options are uh -huh. even and if then even well, suppose it right you know? yeah. Suppose yeah. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. they yeah. may yeah because they yeah. may look it's a facade yeah. they may look yep so you pull back that curtain you're like Ooh. <laughs> right, 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 right. And it goes yeah. like we all know intrinsically the grass is not greener on the other side. But man, with these filters and everything, it can look, <laughs> it looked like that's really but, green and, and, and even outside the filters, we're like, well, how about the maintenance? Maybe I could go make, put a different maintenance right. plan on it and yeah. make it a little greener. But like yeah. you said, self-love and self-expression, we sometimes don't have a good barometer on how to really manage that because we think, well, just like you said, social media, I can get on here and say what I want to say, right? Without right. regard to the impact. And mm -hmm. then and then we'll have the audacity to say, well, if you don't like it, yep. don't like my don't like what I post. Yeah. But what about who you're impacting? Who are you in like? Are you paying attention to your sphere of influence? Mm -hmm. or, or or are you being careless, but you're not gonna call it careless? You're saying, I'm just expressing myself freely because I have the right to do that, but we don't understand the concept of, and it's a biblical concept, everything that you are permitted to do is not beneficial for you to do, right? Yes, yes. And that's yes. what we're missing. Mm-hmm, mm -hmm. and, and a lot of that comes with the accountability, and we don't live in a society who really encourages accountability. Um, right. That's something that I, I've struggled with in the in the past is taking accountability for, you know, my own stupidness. And um, it's something I've really been, you know, working on um, because we really just don't promote that as a society. Like, hey, mm -hmm. be, you made this mess, fix this mess. Like, mm -hmm. and like you guys said, you have these conversations and you realize you might've chose yourself, but then you go back and say, okay, how do we, fix this and then make sure we don't repeat it. So that's the accountability piece and responsibility piece because you're taking accountability for what happened and you're taking responsibility to make sure you don't do the same thing again. And I, I think that's definitely something, you know, we're missing. All right. It is game show question number three. All right. All right. We're going back to you, Daryl, start this off. Okay. All right. What was the first gift you ever gave, Fashe? And Fashe, what was the first gift you ever gave, Dale? Hmm. 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 
Is this is this where the tiebreaker ends and we split <laughs> off and 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 find a winner? Right. All right, Daryl, are you ready? Yeah. Mm. Okay. What you got? What is so, the first gift? First gift that I can remember, I want to say it was a. Uh, I had a silver bracelet. You looking at me like what? You... I bought it. Yeah. Oh man! I... And <laughs> 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 <Jeez. laughs> <Hey>, well, okay. <laughs> so you both ain't getting the point this time. I guess. Uh, I guess not. I guess not. <laughs> okay. Right. Okay. Did I buy it because you lost the one in the in the movie theater when I took you to the movies? Yeah. Oh man. I do remember. I remember feeling so bad that you lost. I don't even know why I felt bad that you lost the bracelet. Maybe because I took you to the movies. I don't know. That was yeah. weird. Anyway. Yeah. So what? What's your next answer? And so, would you buy me? Uh, I, I would say the. I don't even know if it was the very first, but it was the biggest as far as memory wise, and I think that had a big impact on her. Okay. Is when when uh your birthday. What was it? Was it? I'm trying to think. 21st birthday. I bought a 21 birthday cards. Oh, okay. Yeah. So this was this one. This was this when I was courting her because yeah. we were still we were still he was in Atlanta. we were long distance. You were in Atlanta and I and was so, here in Texas. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. So uh, 21 birthday saying, cards. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One yeah. for each year, boy. Yeah. And I was working at the hotel at. It was a pretty big hotel here. And I went to work and I told the ladies, and he sent me 21 birthday cards. And they were like, were they all Hallmark? Yeah, I think, yeah, right? Hallmark. Yeah. And I said, yes. They were like, oh, he's a keeper. Those are expensive <laughs> cards. <laughs> hey, hey, that's why it's funny that you say that because I was just thinking about that too. Like, hey, man, I'm thinking like, either $21 at the dollar store or this is like right. the real deal. Oh, man. Yeah. They were Hallmark. So I wrote that spender. down. I put I put Hallmark. So he may get one point. I don't okay. know. Okay. Okay. That's I put Hallmark because I didn't know. I looked at it from two different perspectives. I didn't know if that was like a gift because the first because it did cost money. There were cards um sent. But then his the first gift you bought me when you came was that necklace at um the the at grapevine bills yeah i thought about that but i was like uh, i was like but the very first okay so we both okay I, and so um i what did you have for him yeah. yeah i just put question mark <laughs> experience because <laughs> <laughs> because the first thing i could remember is when you came to i didn't send you anything to atlanta um you came here for the first time when we yeah, when we were dating, you came here and I I created a bunch of experiences. I took you to mm -hmm. um breakfast the breakfast spot. I was yeah. trying to learn no DPS. Yeah. Yeah. Took oh. you to we had the Space Needle in Seattle here. We have something called the Reunion Tower and it's been so I took them. It was expensive. It took like a couple paychecks for me to take them there. But <laughs> yeah. yeah. So so um but they were experiences, which is interesting because even still to this day, I invest in experiences over gifts. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's something you still get no points for that. But uh 
but it was a great answer. But you're not getting no points for that. He's Darryl like, I like it, but no. Yeah, Daryl. But do I get a point for for? Oh wait, no, I don't get no point. Oh, no, no, no point. Daryl's up yeah. three. You've got two. Uh, oh, geez. but oh geez, this I did just one. tell I did just tell my wife recently that um we're gonna we're working on that this year um doing more experiences than gifts. Um, yeah, because they, the they last yeah they they last so much longer um yeah. yeah and actually you guys just made me think of a, another question but first i want to i want to ask this and then i actually i'm gonna i'm going to i'm gonna ask two more questions um but the first one is you guys have children and how do you do what you need to do for the children, balance the children, watch them grow up, all of that, and still maintain a healthy relationship. Because kids, me and my wife were just talking about this yesterday, for a lot of couples, when that kid is born, it could tear, it's supposed to bring couples together, but it can tear families apart. So because of, you know, the man not feeling like he no longer, his space is changed. So how did mm-hmm. you guys navigate that? Um, again, just communication. Mm-hmm. I think, um, I think as for a guy, I didn't have a father figure growing up, but I think God just blessed me with wisdom to be attentive. Not all the time, not in all areas. I have to, I had to learn. I think a lot of times guys have to learn once they're in the relationship because we're brought up one way. And then we take that way that we always known for whatever amount of time till we get married. And then we're thrown into a situation where, well, shoot, I always did it this way. But now you have to consider somebody else. You have to, you have to be considerate of this person. Um, I hear all of these um Kevin Samuel uh clones out here talk about what what women don't do, what a man provides, and he's always did, this, that, and the other. But my thing is like, yo. Women are out here busting a ass. They come, they go, they work. You know, unless you just have it like that and they don't have to work, but they work and then you expect them to cook and then you expect them to take care of the kids and then you expect them to be the porn star in the bedroom. But I'm like, and you feel like these guys are talking as if the man has no role in that. Well, I just, I pay the bills and that's it. But if you want, if you, the thing about women and and this is, Guys, take notes. If you want her to be the best that she is, help. Mm. You know, if you don't know how to cook, take the take the, the chicken out and put it in the sink, like you when you were supposed to do when you were younger. Do your part. Like don't don't make it harder for her when she comes home because women are providers, women are carers. And so if the floor is dirty, it's not vacuum, if the dishes in the in the dishwasher. The first thing they do is take care of that stuff. Then they cook. Then they do this stuff. They now they 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 have to worry about what's in the dishes in the dishwasher or in the sink because now they have to cook the food. They have to clean it. Help out with something. Do something for 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 a woman to be turned on. Take care of that. When she come home, she's like, "Oh, you did this. You did the you did the clothes." And that was one thing. Another thing. I was by myself for a while, so I learned how to you know take care of myself. I washed my clothes. I did did those things. So that was something less that she had to worry about so when having children when the children come <laughs> along yo help out do your part 
you know, pull your weight and it's not just working and then come home and playing video games. Like, you know, roles have changed nowadays where if you a man, he's like, well, you know, men don't do that. Well, it's something, it's something wrong. And you don't expect to have a long marriage because a woman is like, yo, I'm not going to do all of this at work. I got to deal with a boss. I'm fighting, you know, particularly black women, women of color. I'm fighting at the job. I don't want to have to come home and fight too. You know, I want to be able to show you my softer side and do these things, but I need you to help me out. I need you to be my partner because that's what we are. You're not above me. You're not below me. We are side by side. So do your stuff. And so sometimes, yeah, when children come along and the motherly instinct takes over and she's taking care of the kids and doing this stuff, hey, you might you you might be on the couch by yourself chilling. But you, that's something that you have to understand. That's what, you know, she is doing all these. My thing, I always looked at her like, damn, she's doing all this stuff and she looked good doing it too, you know? So <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah. hey, I, I can wait my turn. And hey, baby, let me, uh, I see you've been working hard all this week. Let me take you out to dinner. You don't worry about doing this. Let me, oh, I ordered food so you don't have to do this. Yeah, we do have leftovers, but hey, be more considerate of her. That will help your chances of uh, getting some loving or yeah. getting some attention. Yeah. You know, so yeah. uh one of my favorite artists is India Ari. And she in one of her songs, she says, uh, um, she says, uh she's talking about how he treats her, and she said, He because I'm a boss in my world, but when we're together, he just makes me feel like his girl. Mm. He's um he's giving me love, steady love, right? And so to his point. Um, when I started my career, um, over about, well, just recently over 20 years ago, I had to travel every, what, every few weeks. Yeah. Probably, I think initially for six months, it was every week and it wasn't, it was Monday through Friday. We just had Asia who was one or two, something like that. And I think she was about, yeah, she was one because 21 years. Yeah, she was one. And, um, and I had to travel and he, he was like, all right, cool. So he had to pick Asia up. He had to, he had to do her hair. Initially we it laughed. The best. And he had to learn how to do ponytails and stuff like that. He didn't have any, he's the only child. He didn't have anyone that he practiced on <laughs> prior to that. And <laughs> yeah. so, and so we laughed because when I would come home, he, they would pick me up at the airport. We would go somewhere. And apparently he said, I would tell people just randomly oh her father did her hair yeah. <laughs> like you know I, i'm not claiming this it's yeah, hairstyle yeah, yeah. but you know i made asia feel good asia be shaddy's big fro she's walking she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. but <laughs> you, you can tell where is her mom <laughs> but, but he, he it was and they and so i think number one going back to the kids because he was engaged and he was actively engaged that created a bond between him and our daughter, right? Because they did their thing. And and she knew her dad was there. And she knew that he, you know, when I went out of town, they would have just, she would still have just the same amount of attention and nurturing and support when I wasn't there. And uh, and so that was, that was important. The same thing when Jaden came along. But he's always been like that. Even we talked about earlier, the marriage, uh, normally it's the, it's the wife or fiance getting together with her girls or her mother or whoever to create everything. 
he and I did all that together. We put together our, our party favors. He picked out certain things in the venue. And so I would say it's active engagement. And when you, when you then think about it from that perspective and you bring in the kids, you can't take yourself out of the equation. Yes, you could say, oh, the mom's, her motherly instinct is coming in. So I'm going to take a step back. Why don't you just lean in? Mm. Lean in and say, all right, so what is my part emotionally? What is my part physically, mentally for this child and for her? And then you would be able to build a bridge and get over yourself quicker <laughs> because you're, <laughs> you're, you're, you're working because that's what the mom's doing. Mm. Oftentimes the wife is not even thinking about herself. She's not even necessarily thinking about you. And so that's probably why guys feel a certain kind of way. But if you did the same thing and stopped thinking about you, right, it might it might help bring a balance, but bring a balance there. But then because you said something earlier, this relationship and this union started with us. If we neglect to invest in us, we will lose us, even with these kids. So we would, we would ask, we didn't trust a lot of people with our kids. We only had us here and we had my aunt and uncle. And so we would ask every so often because they were older, can you watch the kids? And we would get, put our little change together and get a, a room, right? Sometimes mm -hmm. and go out just to get away from the house, get out of the, the same space um, that we were in. If we couldn't, we would um, create an experience right yeah. in the living room, different dining experiences and uh, things of that nature, which helped us tremendously during uh, COVID <laughs> because yeah. we had to like pull from those things and create experiences at the house with the kids. And so, um, so we, that's why we're a close crew. Now our kids understand that um, we're going to bring you guys with us, but we also need time for us. And they've seen, they've seen that. And um, so some of the times they would, they'll say, where are we going? We'll say, we, we, we not going nowhere. We are going out to eat <laughs> yeah, yeah. or we're going on a date. And sometimes it's just them going on a date and you girls aren't going or Jane and I. And so it's really helping them to see that relationships are important to invest in individually and as units. You can't do one or the other because whatever you don't feed won't grow and, and will die eventually or starve. And um, when you realize this is starved or is malnourished, you may not be able to recover. And I think that sometimes that's what happens in relationships. And then people seek outside trying to get nourishment. And that's the number one thing, male or female, you are not going to get nourished uh, effectively outside of the union, right? Or the family or whatever, because uh, whatever nourishment you get is going to feed that relationship, not the one that you, your, your, your core. Yeah. I, I, wow. I think you guys said a lot there. Um, and mainly, I, I, I think this is interesting because we don't usually, I like what you said, lean in because I, I think that's not, really sad enough you just say hey you know okay you're kind of like you understand that this is the mom's role like you were saying Daryl hey if you want her to be open to the things you want you need to look for these opportunities not necessarily wait for her to tell you that these yeah. are the opportunities here you gotta look for the opportunities okay 
yeah, I can take these dishes out. I know she's coming home and she got to deal with this. I can clean out the sink. So you, you're saying, you know, you got to be proactive in, in finding the spaces and then also understanding the reality. The reality is sometimes there's a lot going on in her world with the, with a child, you know what I'm saying? So you have to put yourself um, to the back, to the back burner in those instances and your ability to do that effectively without necessarily complaining actually helps you in that situation more than it hurts you. It looks like on the surface, Hey, you know, if you complain like, ah, this is, you know, whatever, but yeah. you actually benefit more by not adding to the yeah. Don't stress. don't add to the stress. You know what yeah. about me? I need my needs too. Yeah. Like, hey, right. Yeah. You know that you know help help. And that <laughs> yeah. that creates contention, right? Because yeah. either you're gonna build a bridge and get over yourself, or you, the, your spouse is on the side saying, "Did you need some help with this construction process?" Right? Because uh, you don't have to get on get over this, or or again, you will start creating your own narrative in your own head and you'll find a way to get self-fulfilled mm-hmm. right in in attention and it could be anything it could be in and the same thing with women it may it may manifest as independence if you're not helping me and i'm having to be strong all the time and now that's a problem mm-hmm. right because i don't seem vulnerable i don't seem open or i seem guarded well because i don't feel safe i don't i haven't gotten that yet and if I haven't gotten that, where am I going to get it from? I need it in order to move forward. I need these things. And if you're not giving it to me, then how am I going to get it? Yeah. And then, but then, then again, both sides, either women are penalized for being um, not vulnerable or soft enough or whatever, mm-hmm. because she's had to, she's had to operate in the space of independence because she needs it in order to manifest the things for the family or whatever. Right. Men. Um, but then again, not not saying that if if the men just would invest there, she can feel soft and she can feel safe, safe. Um, then then there is a, um, a a proper dependency on 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 the on the on their on from her spouse, I should say. Men the same way. If men are looking for getting, how am I going to be fulfilled in this particular space? when I'm not getting it from my spouse or from my significant other, whatever. Um, But I need it. You have to, again, be careful not to get it from somewhere else because that will manifest as well. So you have to figure out how do I, how do I be intentional and actively engaged in this moment and Mm -hmm. find my space and not in traditional roles, like you were saying, because those roles may not meet that particular circumstance. Yeah, and I, I think we we get these roles. I think where we get in trouble is when we get these roles from outside sources instead of mm. looking yeah. within our our situation Definitely. and saying what works best for the for people me, in, my, yeah. in our relationship. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Even if it doesn't make sense to the world or um, or anybody else, this is what right. we figured out moves the needle. Okay. So we are going on to question number four. All right. All right. So, and I feel like you guys are both going to get this one. Um, but <laughs> here we go. Uh, Fashe, who said 
I love you first. So, um, Jose, what do you got for me? Oh, he said it, and I specifically, uh, I have time to, it was October 1999. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to write her point down before you even respond, because yeah. that sounded uh, real, real accurate. <laughs> yeah. Can I get bonus points for that extra? <laughs> I need to catch up. It, it was four o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> it was a brisk day. <laughs> is, is that what you had to, Daryl? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Okay. I, I, okay. I remember, I remember that for sure. Yeah. Did you Did you know it was that month? No. Okay. Let me tell you. So I know it was October because he he was actually going. It was latter part of October because he said he was going to visit his family for Thanksgiving or something like that. And he told me. And the reason why it was, it was a moment for me because he and this is this is why I love him. So well, I love him for many reasons, but he um, told me and he said, "I'm gonna tell you." And I don't want you to feel like you have to respond. Mm. And he said, so I'm going to say what I have to say. Do not feel like you have to respond just because. And I said, okay. And he said, and he told me that he loved me and he knew it. And he, he shared, you know, some, some insight around it. And I said, okay. <laughs> <laughs> It it wasn't. Like, it was, I gotta go now. No, it was. It was. Moment. It was definitely awkward because I also felt the same, but I didn't know. I still was kind of wondering, what is this? Is this love? Is this? Because again, I hadn't had a lot of exposure to healthy relationships between men and women, right? And and even even from my own experience, you know, it's you know puppy love, and then you had some high school love and all that, but like this kind of love was different. And so I didn't want to say, oh, I love you too. And I'm happy he gave me, again, a safe space to say, all right, I'm about to tell you, do not feel the need to respond. And then when we, and when I said, okay, we carried on as if he, he didn't even say it and he kept, and he, and he kept telling me, I was like, oh, okay. and then at some point when I was comfortable, I said it, but he didn't, he didn't, once he said it, he then demonstrated that he showed it. He talked to me, he he didn't stop saying it just because it was an awkward moment and I didn't say it within 24 hours or a week or, you know, whatever. He was like, this is what I feel regardless to what you, what you may feel. And oh my gosh, I was like, wow. Yeah. He's something else. This is good. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's, I, I think that that's a beautiful thing not to put the pressure on another person to to say it and let them actually discover it for themselves because then you know it's uh genuine when the person actually feels like they can say it and at the timing they feel is right because we don't know like you said for you you know you had seen some relationships that were unhealthy and these different things so you had certain reservations around you know just putting that word out there Right. And in, in addition to the fact that I didn't, everything that I knew about what love was, we hadn't necessarily experienced. We hadn't had sex. We only saw each other twice in person. Mm. Oh, wow. Right. We had, so the, the, it was like, really? Like for real? Right. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. it was a lot of different elements that for me, I was like, how could he? Mm. 
Mm-hmm. But it made you think differently, like, this is not the norm of what I do, but right. yet this person still feels this way. Right. So then it's like, well, okay, well, maybe if I do change, I can still get what I want at the end and be have a happy life. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And so sometimes you have to make up your mind and say, this is what I'm going to do and it's going to be the best. Mm-hmm. And you just you just go with like you know it's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. You know? And that, that, that kind of... Um... You know, when you said that, kind of reminds me of how it was with my wife. Like when I, when I said, "Okay, I want to be in a relationship with you," and then like we just gonna, you know, we gonna do this, and then we gonna go. Like we just that's that's what it's gonna be. And I didn't say it before I I I was ready, but when I said it, meant it. We good. You know, we gonna we gonna figure figure it out. We not gonna play. You know, whatever. We gonna figure it out. So that's that's very interesting. Okay, so this is, I'm going to ask you guys a tough question because I feel like right now, Daryl, you are leading four to three. And this is, this is the last question. So I'm going to make sure this is a good question because (laughs) um, the other question, the last question I had was way too easy for a couple of your magnitude. You guys both would have got you guys both would have got it right with these. So I'm not gonna play it myself. Um so um why actually I'm gonna wait on the last question. I'm gonna ask you this question first, Daryl. How do men who because I, I I hear from a lot of different men through you know my various social media things and talking about life with different men, a lot of men get married and feel like they have lost their their value or their or their self-worth in the marriage how do these men avoid feeling like that or how do we once we feel like that what is the where do you go from there um that's a good question because i at one point i questioned myself you know, it's like you you do everything like we talked about, like, you know, having that that dream or whatever. And then and I guess losing it. I think you had to hold tight to that and always remember there's something else, because as a man, you know, as men, we we you know, we are hunters. We you know, we we have certain things that are that we do well. And sometimes when you become a husband and you become a father you discover a softer side of yourself and it's like, but I still want certain things for myself. You know, it's like, I still want to be successful on and say, uh, Jay and I always talked about this, like as a father, I never think of myself as a good father. I just think of myself as a father who's doing his job, who's supposed to do. So like, she would tell me, Oh, you're such a great dad. I'm like, I'm supposed to do this It's you know, it's like, because my father did. And so Sometimes that's my fuel because I never, and that's, I remember vividly of the things my father didn't do and how it made me feel. And I'm like, I never want my kids to feel that way about me. So I think that's just a job of a man. But like, what, what, what can I do separately that, that I'm just like, I, I did this, you know, I, 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 just, I discovered whatever, whatever that thing may be. Um, I think you still need to find, you, you still need to keep walking through those woods. If you feel as though you are lost as a man, it's like, 
what is my purpose? I think you still need to keep going because there is something, you will always find something that you love, whether it be in the marriage, whether it be the fatherhood part, is something that your wife needs that you can, that you know well, that you can like, hey, I found, I discovered something that I'm helping my wife, but it, it also brings joy to myself. It also brings purpose to myself. My kids say, hey, dad, can you help with this? I know you know about this. That brings purpose and joy to yourself. So it could be little things. It doesn't have to be a big discovery all of a sudden. But again, the man that you are, um, if you're into books or like rediscover yourself, you know, like what can I, what can I change? Like I just got into like audio books and I'm like, oh man, I didn't notice about certain things. And that helps me find another direction because I don't think you should like, I think retirement is such a bad word. I think you don't retire. You just move on to something else that something else that you still love. And I think it's the same way with in the life of marriage, um, children, you know, that's another aspect of yourself as a man. What can I do that I enjoy that I want to continue to do? Because, you know, like children, they'll get older, they'll move out the house. So that's that's one thing that, you know, it becomes less of a uh, parental thing and more of a um, advisor. advisor role. You know, mm -hmm. you, you start, you know, get, hey, don't do this, do this. Hey, you better you watch yourself because this is what may happen. Um, but then you still have to keep discovering things about yourself and continue to go. So like any guy that feels is like, man, I'm just, I'm just here. You know, I'm sitting, sitting on this log. You got to keep going, man. You got to keep going. So that's, that would be my biggest thing. Yeah. Just, and I, I like when you said that re reinvent yourself. Cause I, I think sometimes we, there's simple ways to reinvent yourself. Like one of these things you said, you discover audio books, you discover these things. There are ways that we can we can still feel like we can reinvent ourselves without feeling like we got to flee the coop, you know, like right. there's, there's right. ways to do it within that, that marriage or that system. And cause you're saying, like you've been saying from the beginning of this, you don't necessarily, you don't have to forget your dreams. Mm -hmm. It's just an understanding that there's sometimes there are seasons for these things. And, mm -hmm. you know, just because you're not able to do something in this one season, it doesn't mean that you totally abandon it and forget all about it. You you just move it to the, the next season that, you know, you may be able to access that. And then, like you said, even with your kids, I, I find that I find that useful, too, when my um, kids come and ask me something that, you know, they know I know something about or, you know, and they just want to you know, hear my thoughts on it. I, I do appreciate those small little moments that, you yeah. know, they, they want to hear those things from, from me. And that's interesting because when you said, you know, as your kids get older, you kind of move to that advisor role as opposed to, you know, the day-to-day -day parenting role. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I've seen that, um, and more so because I have a 19 and 20-year-old um also and i see that more from my my daughter with the advisor or my my son he's still kind of at the period thing where he's thinking he's you know he's he's got pretty much what he feels like figured out enough to where he's like eh, i'm not gonna ask my dad too much right now but yeah. i do look forward to 
Um, I think that's one of the things that push me is because I do want to be in that advisory role for my kids. But part of that, I think that's what pushes me in the area of trying to be as successful as I believe I possibly can be to kind of uh, be to show them what's possible, but also to elevate in their mind that, you know, Scott knows a little something, so I can come to him about these yeah, these certain yeah, things cool. in life. So yeah. yeah. And and so that's important to me. Okay. So I'm going to ask you guys this last question. Um and I'm going to I'm going to do this uh because you know I'm just making this up on the fly as I go along. But uh, what I what I've thought to do is somebody right now is considering whether or not, you know, marriage is even worth it these days. And they're considering or maybe they may be in a marriage and they're considering like uh, walking out or leaving. What advice would you guys give to either the person, either of those two ones, can, you know, not showing not sh- not believing there's value enough to even want to get married anymore because of how society talks about marriage and someone who's ready to leave their marriage, what kind of advice would you give them if that came to you right now? Um, If someone says is marriage even worth it anymore, I would ask them to look, take a look at themselves. Like who are you attracting? Because you are a reflection of who you're attracting. You know, you can, you can, you know, be, I, I seen something on social media and a girl was like, I have to, I want to get married yeah. one day. So I have to leave the the man that I I want or something like that. So, so, so she was essentially admitting to that the guy she likes is not the marriage type. It's like, mm-hmm. he may be the thug or something like that. And, and some people are drawn to that. They, they're drawn to, to um, you know, what's the, the word that floats around? Toxic. People are uh, drawn to other toxic people. But you are a toxic person if you are drawn to that. You like drama. And so if 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 that's the thing, if you say that, if you think marriage is not worth it, then what type of person are you and what type of person are you drawn to? If a person that is uh, thinking about walking out of a marriage, I would definitely ask or tell them marriage counseling. See mm. someone outside, you know, you look at a perfect example because we have Super Bowl coming up, uh-huh. you know, and our, our pastor had mentioned this before. He said, you know, you have three teams on the field. You have the, you have the, the home team, you have the visiting team, then you have the referees. The referee doesn't care about either team. He's just here <laughs> to call what's what's good or what's bad and so sometimes between two people two factions um if you're at war with one another you need someone to come into because a lot of times we can't we can't see ourselves from the outside Mm -hmm. and so you may say well you're doing this that and other and not seeing what you're doing wrong you know and i think sometimes people need to be called on that and then say well what about you you're doing this that's way that's why she's acting this way and you need to be called on that. And if you're a big enough person, you will say, you know what? You're right. Let me change my ways. 
help me to get better so we can move beyond this and and work on a happy healthy marriage so mm -hmm. that would be something i would say okay. yeah so if um I'll just st stay with the the first or well, the last one you talked about, which is um, if someone's thinking about leaving marriage, mm -hmm. I would I would definitely agree with what you said. Really explore how to how how to do some work, self work, and 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 unified, um, and oftentimes like like. Hulu said, or Daryl said, it is, um, it's good for you to have a sounding board to see if your perspective needs to be, is distorted or, or if it needs to be um, um, adjusted, right? Like glasses, <laughs> so you can see it correctly, a clearly, yeah, yeah. a little more clearly. Yeah. Um, and sometimes, hey, you, you may, you may discover that you're in a different place than you were initially. And so that's why you're getting this kind of feeling and anxiousness to leave. Um, you may want something different and you may think that your spouse is stagnant and they don't want what you want anymore, but maybe um, seeing someone will help you understand that you have a wonderful opportunity to actually maybe provide your spouse with some exposure and adventure um, elevation you mentioned that before you may be maybe that's your role maybe that's a part of what you a, a opportunity that you can seize but it's how you approach it right and maybe you you a person may be like oh well, I wanted to elevate my spouse I wanted to bring them along but they weren't willing but you have to really see what was your approach right how did you how did you um deal with it how did you um introduce it uh, did you do it the right way was it self-serving or did you really consider the, the unit and how um, how she felt or he felt? Oftentimes you can't see that, again, going back to what you said, from an outside perspective because you're only seeing through your own lens. You need a sounding board. Oftentimes people need, and it's not your friends, um, it's not her your family because um, everything's not for public consumption for them to process through their lens. Now you got another perspective, right? And um, especially if not, if they don't have what they need to provide clarity and un unbiased perspective for both, right? Um, and oftentimes if it's my friends, they're gonna be like, yes, yeah, Shay. Well, I love people that will um, give me uh, sound like balanced perspective. I, my one of my favorite quotes said says, "If you have more people around you that care about your character rather than your comfort, you're rich indeed." Mm. I need people to care about my character because sometimes I'm out of order, right? Mm -hmm. And I've learned that that serves me better to have people that have courage to correct me. And so, um, even with friends and family like that, that will say, "Shay, you were out of order. You know, Kulu was right, or whatever." Um, I still have to be careful to not engage them because even though I may be reconnected with Cooley, they may still be giving him the side eye, right? So, mm, yeah. uh, so you got to be careful of, about how you approach that and the dynamics of your relationship and other people. So that's why you seek out counseling. I think from a party that know that's equipped to help you through that, whether it is, um, and, and if you, we are, um, 
we're Christians. So we have, we, we believe in the relationship from a biblical perspective. So we're not getting just any counselor. We're going to get the counselor that aligns with our belief system. We encourage people to do the same. If you don't have a belief system, then whatever floats your boat. Right. And so um, the, the other side is people that are saying that marriage is no longer um, a thing or it's not uh, valuable. Well, then I think that it probably won't serve you well, right? Because whatever you find value in, or if you don't find value in that, then um, then it's probably not going to serve you well because you're still thinking about how it's going to serve you, right? And, and, and marriages and relationships don't work like that. If you feel like, okay, I believe in the, in the um, commitment, in the construct, in what of, of marriage, um, and you realize it's much more than just a paper, a piece of paper, and and it's it's far beyond your feelings and what it makes you look like. Um, if you really start to dive in and you say, "Hey, this is for me," then hey, I find value in this. Then it's something that you should explore. But uh, I really feel personally that that marriage challenges us to level up and grow and expand. Mm. Because there, it, it takes a ton of courage. It takes a ton of strength. It takes continued <laughs> learning. And I think that people, going back to what you said earlier, people don't like to be out of their comfort zone and they don't like to be held accountable and they don't like to have to flex. They want to do what they want to do. And to those people, I would say marriage is probably not for you, right? And so that's just, it is what it is. And and. I would even venture to say a relationship may be a little shaky. <laughs> so <laughs> I would say that when you get to a point where you are willing to consider other people and consider commitment, regardless of your feelings, sometimes and regardless, regardless of your comfort, sometimes then, then you can talk about like a for real relationship. That's amazing. Okay. I think you just gave people, uh, you guys just both gave people a lot to think about when it comes to their relationships, when it comes to marriage and some of the ways that we can do it better. I think one of the things I really take away from this is just being selfless and how you deal with the other person, being selfless, being considerate and understanding that you are going to have to figure out a way to communicate effectively with this person that you have chosen to spend your life with to really have any opportunity at having a happy marriage and happy uh, having a good marriage. And I like how Daryl at the beginning, you know, you're like, yes, you can have both. You know, if you can communicate effectively with that person and understand you know, the seasons, you can have, you can definitely have both. And so I think that that's, there's a lot that, you know, people taking, listening to this ex episode on the, on the podcast can, can take away from this. And I think it's really important to have these conversations. This was the first time I've done something outside of business. Um, but that's not the only area. Cause I was, I was at a event and a guy was talking about, you know, 
usually if you're not where you want to be in your business, it's usually tied to something you have going on at home. And so, you know, we need to have these conversations, you know, how, about how we can do better at home too, because that may help you do better outside of home. And I, I realized that was one of the things for me. I didn't like the way I was showing up sometimes at home. So it made it harder for me to do what I need to do without, uh, do what I need to do outside of the home. Mm-hmm. So once I changed kind of how I operate at home, start feeling better when I go out into the, you know, put myself out there because I know I'm showing up the way I want to show up behind mm-hmm. doors and in in front of doors. So uh, I, I think that's really important. So these conversations are necessary. And I'm going to, you guys have been very gracious with your time and I appreciate it. So we're going to, um, I'm going to ask you guys this last question. Okay. And then we're going to see uh, if you guys uh, end, on a, end on a tie or if Daryl takes home the win. Okay. <laughs> so this, oh is a, this is a pretty tough question. At least I hope. So <laughs> the question I have for both of you, Daryl, what is for Shay's? biggest what would she say her biggest strength is and what is daryl's biggest strength his biggest strength is uh he's a great listener okay he's a great listener um yeah all all around mm-hmm. he knows how to respond so that you know he heard you okay Daryl, is that what you wrote on the paper? That I didn't write anything on the paper because I was—I'm not even sure of my biggest strength. Sometimes I'm like, mm-hmm. you yeah, should lose so. a point for that. I know. <laughs> <Stop talking. laughs> you right. can give it to me. Yeah. What is? Give you the point. Like, <laughs> All right. Yeah, what my, is I was blank. I was blank on that one. He I'm was blank. blank. I did. Okay. So good. <laughs> <laughs> all right all right we, we can't let it in like that so i'm gonna give you guys another question all wait, right wait, what, 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 what about this? me yeah 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 what was that? Like, oh my, what was your answer what was Shay, I thought you... yeah because for shay's biggest strength right yeah uh-huh. yeah, yeah. i would say she, she's a great communicator okay well you said oh you write I put is my courage. Okay. I think I I think my if I had to say one of my greatest strengths is I believe I'm courageous. And so yeah. So and I that's what I admire about people too. Is that strength? Yeah. So I can't I can't if you lack courage, you can't lead me. Hmm. And I, I struggle with working with you because I don't trust you. It because I feel like in situations that you are uncomfortable with or you you fear or fearful of you will sway and you will lack the op- you will avoid the opportunity to level up and so mm-hmm. courage is impor- important to me um and that's i believe what allowed me even when seeing unhealthy relationships to take the to take the leap that um not un- only unhealthy relationships but being unsafe in in a in just how i traveled in life I felt like it took courage for me to go ahead and say, okay, let me go ahead and rest in him. Mm. And, and so anywho, that's what I, I would say. Courage is 
probably one of my, well, not probably is one of my greatest strengths. Okay. So Daryl, you, you don't get a point, but mm -hmm. does Fache deserve a point for her answer about your greatest? Would you agree that she, that that might be your greatest strength? Yeah, I, I give it that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so therefore today we're tied. We have a tie. <laughs> and you know what? I'm going to leave it a tie to force you two to come back again <laughs> on the game show. And you know, next time, you know what I'm saying? I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a work on these questions because I think what I'm going to do is, you know, um, I'm going to have you guys come up with some questions. And then, you know, me and my wife is going to go against you two. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I've got 22 yeah. years in the game. We only got a a year and a half, but you know, we're, we're, you know, we, we're still, you know, we're yeah. gonna, we gonna, we gonna, we gonna, we gonna battle it. So we're gonna, uh, we're gonna do that. But I just want to say thank you guys again for coming on the podcast. I really, man, thanks for having us, you guys. I, I mean, it has been a blessing to me. Like I said, you don't have to try to be like anybody else, but there's enough pointers in here that there is something that you can take and incorporate in your relationship that might make it better for the both of you because at the end of the day if you chose that person you might as well try to make it the best you can for both of you so i just want to say thank you guys again for coming on thank and you no and much problem. much love and many many uh blessings and much favor to you in this endeavor um because i i really pray that people invest the time to really soak in all of the information and insight that you you're sharing through the various episodes um even if they even if they save it right save it yeah. and, and invest the time when you you can just um i think it's it will serve us well to to to, to really digest some real good nourishment instead of always getting snacks right yes yes <laughs> yes, yes yes and and to me like if you're really hungry enough, you'll 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 listen. I, I listen Absolutely. to podcasts that are, you know, hour and a half, two hours long. If you really want the information and you really want to change, you'll do it. You'll see Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, this has been an episode of the Action Only Podcast with your host Jalal Wilson. And we had Daryl and Fashe Holly. And I just thank them for coming on today. And we will see you next time. Enjoy your day.